For me, access to information, knowledge sharing, real-time learning is everything, particularly for women. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, executive leadership coach, and author of the Be a Badass Six Tools to Uplevel Your Life. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you integrate who you really are with what you do. I call that living a badass life. Are you with me? Let's go. Hey, listeners. This conversation is everything. My guest today is Lizelle Van Vuren. She is a serial entrepreneur, technologist, producer, creator, and all-round advocate for diversity and equality across industries. She was born and raised in South Africa. Lizelle has lived, studied, and worked in the United States since 1997. Lizelle studied performance arts, and psychology at the University of Colorado Boulder. She completed her BA with honors from the Art Institute of Colorado and completed her MBA with honors with a specialization in marketing from Capella University. So that's her educational background, right? But she is an all-round badass. And I like Lizelle is one of the first people when I came out to Colorado a few years ago that I needed to lock arms with and get excited about all the support and the confidence and the space she creates for women in business as part of the organization she started and founded called Women Who Start Up. This is an amazing woman. She is somebody who literally will see a barrier and crash through it. No matter what, if she wants to overcome something, she goes after it. And the best thing about our conversation today is we talk about permissioning, vulnerability, and how to be real in the work that you do, and how to be honest when it's hard and go out and ask for the support and help that you need. But truly, she is an advocate for change, she's an advocate for sustainability. And she is the number one cheerleader for growth. And I cannot wait to share this conversation with you. I really hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Let's now listen to our talk with Lizelle Van Buren. Welcome, Lizelle. I I cannot believe we're actually having this chat. I adore when we get together and I'm so excited to share you with my listeners. Uh, As we create our own badass journeys, I just love, love, love to be able to create a platform to share that with others. And I would love it if you could just give us your snippet of how you introduce yourself, because you'll do a much better job probably (laughs) than I would. But just so everyone knows um, who you are, what you're about, and, and then we'll get into it. Thank you. Thank you, Kareen. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks for having me. So I am Lizelle Van Buren. Um, the way I introduce myself lately uh, is I'm a serial entrepreneur, a technologist, and a brand builder by trade. I have a pretty eclectic background. Currently, I am serving the people as founder and CEO of Women You Start Up, which I started back in early 2013. I'm now the president of the Women Startup Foundation, which is the foundation arm that 
I guess soon will encompass the entire brand, if you will. But yeah, I'm definitely a technologist and an entrepreneur um, by trait, even though I come from a pretty creative background. Um, I've been working in technology since I was 19 years old. Enterprise software technology, no less. So big scalable products to mass amounts of end users. But then in 2011, I launched my first company, which was a marketing services um, little agency, I guess, if you will. And I worked with small businesses. And that quickly translated into my my love and passion and addiction, perhaps, to (laughs) technology innovation. And that's when I really um, started to carve into technology startups. Um, And that was about really quickly in 2012, 2013. That transition quick for me. It wasn't a big transition because product evolution within uh, an enterprise, but we were a small company with with high output. So I was um, kind of pretty uh, well-versed for launching you know, um, successful things to a lot of end users with no budget and no team members, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, long story long, you know, we can get into the meat and potatoes of everything I just kind of touched on. I, I come from a creative background. Um, I'm a I'm a uh, an, an artist of sorts. I, I that sounds weird. I've been no, you are. You're a high creative person. I do know. I that. think that's yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I live up to it. Yeah. I mean, I've been painting since I was like seven years old. I also grew up on stage, so performance arts was a big part of my life. I was an athlete, which I know that doesn't make a lot of sense for a lot of people, but that's exactly who I am. Yeah, don't make a lot of sense to a lot of people. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was an athlete all of my life, mostly solo sports. Imagine that. I love team sports. I played things in South Africa where I was born and raised, like right. football and field hockey. You know, we played cricket and rugby with the boys. And uh, but I was a swimmer and a tennis player. Um, that's where my drive comes from, I guess, to win at all costs and yeah. rely on yourself at all costs. And so I guess a pretty well-rounded uh, mid-30-year-old who is. Um, <laughs> deeply passionate currently about building a platform that is globally accessible to support women entrepreneurs with resources, community, and access to capital. So that's yeah. something I'm very passionate about right now. But I definitely think I have a few startups left in me or a few oh, yeah. friends or there's, there's a lot left. Yeah. Yeah. We just, it's also, you know, just as your mantra is all about, you know, staying persistent and keep climbing as part of your branding, it's it's our evolution, right? Like we evolve as we learn. And what I love about observing your badass journey the last three years and participating at times when I can is that you know you can see how when when you actually get something and you're like everybody needs to know it, <laughs> you, will find, you will find that platform and share it. And what I love about you is that you always you give so much, you know, like you create this permissioning and I'm I'm not sure if anyone has ever shared that with you, but that's the way I see it is that you create this permission for uh, other female entrepreneurs to show up, to connect and to put it out there. Mm. And I, and I, and it's really awesome. I mean, you have different platforms you do it with, with the women who start up organization, you have it with women who start up radio. And now I, I would love to understand more about the foundation because I'm curious how that for you looks like an evolution, why you decided to jump into 
you know, the foundation and what you hope for it so that we can, we can better understand that and also participate, you know, when needed. First of all, thank you. The feedback loop is scarce for me because I'm always working, always forging, usually running up mountains. Um, <laughs> so that means absolutely the world to me. I, I greatly appreciate that. And um, it fuels me to continue to do what I do uh, for our community, including you and many incredible people like you. So I really appreciate that. The Women Who Startup Foundation, I guess, is an evolution of how do I attain a boatload of resources, funding, brand sponsorships, people, volunteers, stakeholders, board members, for me to make all these programs that I have carved out in my mind and on a couple of pieces of paper, aka digital, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> make them a reality by no longer just making that my own burden to make a reality. And so for me, the first experiment, of course, early on for Women Startup was, well, I, I want to start a little event that we gather monthly so that I can learn from other women entrepreneurs and vice versa for, for all constituents. And then that evolved into also an annual summit. And then I thought, okay, well, in between these monthly events and these big annual events, how do I have people engage in real time? For me, access to knowledge in real time is everything. And we are in an information age where we can access information from anywhere thanks to the internet. But I wanted to curate a place where our ecosystem, our community of women who start up members or community or our ambassadors or anyone who is engaged with the brand uh, and the platform, I wanted to give them a way to engage daily. So I launched one of the very first communities to launch on Slack. I launched a Slack mm-hmm. um, for women who start up. And that was back in 2015 when not a lot of people were doing that. And before you knew it, boom, everyone was on and it was like Velcro. People, right. I got people pretty addicted to Slack. I was addicted. <laughs> yeah. And it's an incredible tool. And I love Slack. And we'll come back to that. However. Yeah. You know, it was restrictive in the sense where the evolution of Slack then was, well, I want to build a learning platform where women entrepreneurs, women in tech, women in business, women of any career path who want to learn from each other about leadership, about forging forward, about building things beyond themselves, and also who want to support other women on those journeys, I wanted to build a learning and engaging platform, an engagement platform that you could exchange that information. And Slack wasn't that. Mm -hmm. So I had to take Slack down a notch and introduce this new platform, which we now call Women Sort of Connect. And that was a challenge. People were mad at me. (laughs) They mad. Oh my God, you're changing things. Well, A, I was changing things. And B, you know you don't take things away from a customer that a customer loves. I don't think of my community as customers. I think of them as my community constituents, shareholders, ambassadors, you know, it is the ecosystem. Our community is women who start up. And so when I had to start changing that in 2016, I started, no, in 2017, I started experimenting with that. In 2017, I launched, I call it the alpha of the alpha version of Women Who Start Connect, which is still an alpha, mind you. So if you go to womenwhostartup.com today and you become a member, 
It's only $100 a year and you join us on Connect. You can be anywhere in the world. We learn, we engage, we talk, we connect each other. And we also follow along to support each other with where, where each other can need resources from that early stage entrepreneurial journey. So that evolves all beautifully with all of the challenges in the world that you can imagine, which I like. I, I, I don't mind challenges. Um, I like to learn by doing, while doing. That's the only way I know to learn. So I experiment a lot, especially with technology, with human behavior, combining the two. And, and at the core of that, at the tip of that iceberg, value, 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 value. Yeah. yeah. Sure up, I want no woman entrepreneur to be building in isolation because that's death to an entrepreneur. So I want to connect women into opportunity at all times at a low, low, low price point, hundred bucks a year. Like, come on, like, let's get real. The evolution of the foundation, which is your actual question is exciting because we have five programs now that make up the current foundation's future programs, mission, values um, that we're just getting started to launch. The first program is our base camps. I want to make sure that every local startup community has a base camp. Base camps are our monthly event series in your local startup community where a small group of people become the leaders and the force for that community. You become a magnet for entrepreneurs within that community. And the purpose is to put a woman in the spotlight. You learn how she's building, what she's building, and why. You extract knowledge through storytelling, and that's base camps. And I want base camps to be very well supported. So I put base camps as the first program under the foundation. The second is the summit. I want the summit to be that annual celebration hosted right here where we're headquartered in Denver, Colorado, USA, where it all began. And because I believe it's an awesome place between the two coasts, I think it's accessible. And I think it's also prime for becoming a hub for women innovators, women entrepreneurs. So the summit is our second program that I really want to support so that we have an incredible celebratory one to two day summit. Um, you know, the likelihood of the first one being 2019 is higher than 2018, but I'm still working at it. It's only April. I can pull off miracles. So we're working towards changing that or making that happen in 2018 mm-hmm. already. The third program is education. For me, access to information, knowledge sharing, real-time learning is everything, particularly for women. I say for entrepreneurs in general, because entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship. It's challenging. It's a long road. People really have to embrace that it's a pretty long endeavor, especially if you're building a real startup. If you're building something beyond yourself, it's an innovation, it's a product, it's a service, it's a business, you know, something that is scalable and repeatable, and also that you want a high capacity potential growth for. So small businesses are different, but we cater to that narrative a lot. So there's a lot that falls under women in startups. So to clarify that, we have women in tech, we have women entrepreneurs, we have small business owners, we have people in the workforce, high executive career um, folks, um, and early, early stage from engineers to product people to marketing to operations. It just doesn't matter because the power of women in startups community is the fact that we we do draw all those factors. This is why corporations and corporate brands and corporate sponsors are starting to become excited about this grassroots 
movement and brand that I've started because they want to come recruit from these innovators, from these hustlers, from these game changers, from these leaders, from these executives and creatives and makers and doers. And I'm fine with that. Innovation happens all sorts of places. At the end of the day, our goal is one thing, put women in the position of opportunity. So we got base camps, we got uh, the annual summit, we've got education. So we want to translate education into small chunks of awesome workshops distributed digitally through Women Who Sharp Connect, our platform, make it very accessible for people to learn about ideation, design thinking, um, validation. How do I research an idea and actually validate in the marketplace? Launching your first prototype or MVP of, of that idea launching successfully. Again, a lot of that early stage stuff, but also how to successfully take a product and making sense of it in the market, right? Finding product market fit is such an overused term, but it's kind of essential to to business, right? Like I have an idea, there's the world, aka the market, the audience, and I need to figure out how I merge the two and, and provide value. And so there's a lot that engages, you know, there's a lot to that. So education is a big thing. It's a brand new mission, vision, and program that is probably going to come to fruition now through 2020. To me, providing education at a nominal cost, even potentially free to our members, is extremely important to me. I want someone to be learning the same information you know, in the startup community in Kenya and Cape Town and Kansas and Seattle and Denver, Colorado. I want that global infrastructure. I want women to connect kind of at a global standpoint. And we're there. I just now need the right partner strategies and our community, our, our, our uh, ambassadors to really help us kind of fuel that um, growth now through forever. Uh, fourth is research and grants. I want to be able to measure our progress in how we're doing a few things well. A, how we're cultivating a diverse community of entrepreneurs and innovators who all happen to be women or identify as women. And uh, we want to show the world what they're up to. I really want to be a platform to share these amazing community members' innovations and companies, um, et cetera, their leadership. And grants. I cannot wait to get to the point where we can grant women entrepreneurs equity-free small grants to help them kick off, launch, or make the next move, uh, whatnot. So we're going to do the grants potentially through a couple of pitch competitions throughout the year. One will probably be adjacent to our annual summit, and one will probably be more like in the spring U.S. time. Um, so we're figuring that all out. Like I said, we're right yeah. at the on-ramp of a lot of this. And then fifth, if not most important, and goes across everything, is technology. For me, partnering with a lot of incredible technology uh, enterprise companies so that we empower our community with tools, resources, sandboxes to build cool new things that we translate into the market to, again, purpose to help women entrepreneurs connect the dots, whether it's uh, one of our very first initiatives is to build um, an application that connects early stage founders with angel investors in real time, right? We've built that for the career industry forever. You can go and publish your resume and get connected to a job 
much faster than you can publish what you're building and be connected to the right funding sources. And um, I think angel investors are excited about that. I think also a lot of people are working on that. So we got to get on it. But my goal with technology is to partner with incredible, incredible uh, organizations like Black Girls Code or Women Who Code or just in general, women in technology, um, technologists, and engineers, um, girls in tech. Uh, I want to engage youth, collegiate, and otherwise to come and reverse engineer uh, some problems worth solving. And let's solve them. Let's solve them on the Women Who Startup platform. Let's solve it out there for the world and then award really cool things from prizes to giveaways to opportunity to career opportunities, you name it. So those are hefty goals. And I just kind of describe the next 20 years probably for the foundation. But you know, the foundation is is a legacy move, right? It's about never stopping uh, building a, a board that's reliable and figuring out how to make these programs a reality for it to be of great value to women entrepreneurs and um, girls coming up to to learn about technology and innovation and entrepreneurship. I think entrepreneurship gives everyone leverage, but we can talk about that next. (laughs) I mean, and and thank you for sharing that because it's really great to understand the projection, right? Like you're a forward thinker, that visionary side of you. It makes sense that it would be not only broad, and horizontal, but vertical as well. And I could totally see as you were talking how your enterprise mind is building this enterprise of women who start up. I mean, it's it's not just about that one-time hit. It's no. not just about instant gratification. Right. It's about sustainable growth over and over and over again and like building that impact and value and connection. And most of all, what I love is that it's you're not doing it alone, right? Like it's the solopreneur mind, which we come across all the time in our circles, right? Is that it's just me, me, me. I have to do it all. And especially women. Women feel that if they can't do it, they're not good enough, which that story I always squash in my coaching sessions. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, <laughs> let's back up there. So, but, but there's like that, that default, right? Like that default setting where it's like, oh, if I don't do it all, then I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And what you're doing is you're creating this dialogue and this safe space for people to just inject and say, hey, like I'm looking for this. Anybody know how to get started, right? And I love that you're going into the education piece because education today is changing as as we're going through it, right? Like it's the value of what you come out with, with a degree doesn't necessarily give you applicable skills to take action and, and jump into or explore potential what you want. Like for example, even for you, like you started in the arts and then you got an MBA, right? Like that's that's a big commitment and a jump, but we need to make it faster for people who are really wanting to say, oh, I'm a creative, but I also need to be in the tech space because I need to be seen. I need to I need to find the right people to work with. I need to service. So the relational piece that you are bringing together in this foundation, and I, I really want to call it an enterprise. <laughs> I like that a lot. I'm yeah, yeah, because it's it's really you're really offering so much. And and then the thoughts that came to me are figuring out too, like how do you create mini advisory boards for these women who are coming in to say this is my gap. This is what I need. 
And then who's the best fit? I love that you're looking at that kind of not only matching the right money and the right investment with the idea, but then also the right support. That naturally, I've seen that naturally happen in the organization as I've been a part of it the last three years. But, you know, that you can literally tap a shoulder, get on a phone call. Someone with expertise is like guiding you and answering your questions. And it's beautiful because that's how we do want to show up for each other. Uh, So it's really great how you see that come together. I'm curious for you personally, embarking on such a large endeavor, right? And I know a 100% capable is going to happen. No question. (laughs) How, How do you describe your own? leadership style or, you know, like what is it that you want to make sure that anybody that works with you, that engages with you can rely on and also leave with? And if there are any gaps in your own way of doing things, what do you look for in others that you choose to work with? Yeah, I love talking about my leadership style because I'm the worst manager on planet Earth. Maybe not the worst, but I, I fall into that bucket of bad le- a bad manager, great leader. So the one thing I know is that when people work with me, alongside me, on Women You Start Up, for Women You Start Up, at any capacity, volunteer, constituent, stakeholder, partner, you name it, you're going to leave Boulder. Mm-hmm. That is the feedback loop. So that's not words out of my mouth, necessarily my perception. That is the feedback loop. Like I, I, I can take on the world is kind of the, um, the feedback loop. With that comes maybe a few more bruises than they may have expected. Um, the one thing that I am really great at is to set expectations and to really create a narrative for what is North. North is very clear when we have even 10 minutes of time together. North is very important if you're leading anything, especially a movement, a community, an enterprise, a foundation, programs of any kind, any kind of business, any kind of organization. You have to be able to articulate what are we achieving? What is North? What are the strategies to get there? So even right now, you know, this is five years in the making that I did pretty much carry on my own back for all of those five years. Now, I had an incredible community that carried a lot of the load. Um, I have an incredible um, set of partners and supporters who have come along the ways and are, are still there to support. Incredible peers and partners and community uh, CEOs that... Uh, really carry the torch, if you will, the woman who start up flag, speak highly of our organization, the brand, and hopefully of me <laughs> when, when time comes. The opportunity always for me is to surround myself with people who love the details because I, I can articulate everything that is likely going to be required because my mind usually looks like a galaxy of stars and it's constantly connecting dots. If you can envision that, I'm constantly trying to connect the dots. If we're going to launch this and we want to establish that within this time frame, what are all the dots that need to be connected? And then you know you have to be able to articulate that and people have to get to work. The challenges for me in my leadership style is always if people need me to tell them exactly what to do. So of course, that is a great uh, learning 
experience and opportunity for me constantly to make sure I empower people 190% with what they need to be extraordinary because I like to push. I like to push because I believe that people underestimate what they can contribute 99% of the time. So I push. Some people don't like to be pushed. That's fine. That's a great quantifier for someone that doesn't need to be directly around me as a leader, but is, can be indirectly of great value. And so I have to constantly surround myself with people who are thousand percent on the EQ, really love managing, have a cool demeanor, mm-hmm. and they can extract from me what they need to and articulate that for implementation. Leadership is all about learning. I love being surrounded by people who I see their potential and I connect dots. I I propose things that they should tackle and try and whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, it's up to you. It it, it boils down to what are you willing to try? And um, I like to be surrounded by people who take information and go. Movement to me is everything, right? I've had the saying for many, many years of my life, life is about movement, business is about action. So for me, it's always about momentum. It's about moving forward. It's about momentum because I never stop. Mm-hmm. And I do. I do stop. I love to be out in nature. I love to walk multiple times a day. You know, there's a balance. And there's while there's a requirement for, for balance, that movement also translates into health and mental you know, fitness and taking a breath and stepping away from the work and blah, blah, blah. But I generally speaking, really, really, really love being surrounded by people who don't get offended by a, a direct contribution to, we are going to run up this mountain. This is North. This is the mission at hand. This is what we want to go and achieve. Is that clear? What do you need? Yeah. Okay. We get you everything you need. Now it's go time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my opportunity has always been to learn about not thinking of it like, oh my God, I don't want to babysit people. Not thinking about it like that, but continuously learning um, as a person, because that will be ever and always, how to make sure that you are consistent about articulating the mission, the vision, the available strategies and resources to empower people that are around you to be extraordinary. That's all I care about, right? Like I think about that with my board that I'm building now. I'm like, okay, these are really busy, very, very smart people. How did I, how do I empower them to give me every ounce (laughs) of their free attention that they are so devoted to the legacy of this foundation that it becomes ingrained that I am this foundation and they can contribute their best, their extraordinary level of awesome and how they're building their company successfully to the foundation and uh, and us, you know, making that mission and vision um, come to fruition. But I am a student of leadership and management all the time. I have to work on EQ all the time. I'm deeply empathetic, but I am not sympathetic, I think, to a lack of work ethic. So because of my just unbelievable drive. I have to be mindful of that. And we learn, we learn with that learning comes a lot of mistakes. If people are looking for perfect founders and CEOs and leaders, God knows 
you'll look for a while. You, you, it's possible to find it. That's why I think it's very important to know who you're working with and for. But that's been my experience. It's a learning experience. I need to be surrounded with the right people. People make up what companies and organizations are. It's just that simple. And as a leader, a CEO, founder, president, whatever, you have to empower people to be extraordinary. Otherwise, you're failing. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I totally understand. And I think I've seen it in action with you is that as that visionary and the fact that you can connect the dots from a vision, vision standpoint, you also connect the dots people wise, you know, and, and that is your empathetic side showing up to understand, oh, wait, I've had that conversation with that person. If I connect her with this one, like, oh my God, the magic, let me just get them in a room. Let me like, let me get them going and then give them this challenge and walk away. Like walk away because yeah. it, um, and that in its own leadership style is huge and it's needed. Lizelle, mm. there's like, like if, if you didn't have a visionary at the top of the summit saying, let me help you climb up, but this, let me keep showing you how to, this is where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or even pointing to the next summit and saying, but we still have to go over there. Mm folks who need to follow, right? Like not everybody's wants to lead. Mm-hmm. And there are people who want to follow with a heartfelt cause, with feeling as if every single ounce of them is going to be appreciated, respected, and uh, allowed to grow, right? Yeah. If you don't have the visionary type of leadership that you are, all of that then won't be able to shine as bright. You know, and I've seen the opposite where leaders feel like they, again, have to do it all and also then try and lead or lead the lead by example, which can be very productive in certain arenas for mm-hmm. sure. But that is more of a manager as opposed to, you know, an innovative leader. And I, I love that you say it's continued education for you and you're, you're continuing to grow it because we all have our own styles too, not only from what we've been exposed to, but also from from just uh, feeling what's right. Mm. You know, I, I, when I coach my clients a lot, it's like, it's about that integration. And the reason why you live, breathe and feel like you're on all the time is that because you've integrated with your true calling and you try to put it out in everything you do, mm. which can create sleepless nights because, it, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, this is who I am and I want to be on fire. But when you're on your walks, and you're out in nature and you're exposing your creativity, that's still part of this beautiful, integrative, enterprise-wide foundation you're putting out there because every little ounce of you is now in your daily life. Yeah. And um, it's just beautiful. I love how you articulated it because I think there, there can be a shame spiral in the not doing. Oh. And, I, and you know, you've seen it. I, I know you've seen it and others maybe went through it yourself. And I just love that the more you get to know who you are, right, the brighter you shine. And- yeah, I love that. I really appreciate that. You know, the interesting thing is, is I have been surrounded by thousands and thousands of stories by women on their entrepreneurial journey. So I have a pretty interesting connection of narratives and, and shame is definitely in there. And shame is a very strange, it's a very aggressive human behavioral experience and traits and and it can be very challenging um and we experience shame for all sorts of different crazy reasons and it really it really affects our self-confidence and our self-motivation you know you know i'm gay and i've 
known it since I was a very, very young person. And my early 20s were, you know, an emotional state of deep depths of hellish shame. And still, my work ethic was probably like 5 million times of any of my colleagues. And I didn't know it at the time. It was just in my DNA. Yeah. It was in my, yeah, it was the way I operated. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to deliver the fastest. But when you smarten up and you get <laughs> older, um, and I still have a lot to learn, but when you get a little older, you start to evaluate your earlier selves, all those iterations of yourselves, right? Your youth, your teenage years, your 20s. And, you know, I can now look back and go, Jesus, you were just trying to prove that you were worthy of anything because there is a narrative in the world. And it's not just for people who are gay. It's all sorts of narratives of shame. People of color experience this. You know, if you haven't raised your first million dollars, there is an immense amount of just uh, debilitating fear and shame that's happening when... so. uh, I used to share a ton of uh, so-and-so raised $20 million and blah, blah, blah. You'll see me very gently weaving that into the woman who sort of narrative in our marketing. For me, it's about like the, all, like the millions of small wins that get those people to finally that, you know, 10-year overnight success, as we all know, is a matter of fact. In fact, it can be longer than that. Yeah. It takes a really long time to climb a mountain that That's is the- building a company. Um, but back to the, the shame thing, it's like extraordinary. I think the moment you start to understand that we are energy, like all we are is energy. I mean, we're all a lot of things. We're, we've, we've, we're flesh and blood, we've got extraordinary brains, but we're energetic. And shame takes so much of our energy away from us that it depletes us so much of what we are, truly are and what we are definitely capable of. So one of the deepest values uh, for women's startup is integrity. And what I mean by that is to empower anyone that is connected to the women's startup community or brand to know that I believe, I know for a fact that your level of extraordinary has simply not been tapped because you have not been in a surrounding, in an environment, in a space, in a company, in an organization, in a platform, in a movement, I don't care what you call women who start up, you have not been a part of something that is literally designed to make you and inspire you and feel like at least give it everything I got to try. No, nobody is stopping me. What do I have to lose? And that, my friend, that is the opposite of shame. That is fuel. That is support. That is kindness in motion, knowledge sharing in motion. That is support in action. And like, to me, that's what a community is about. This is why I believe people are building great organizations, awesome brands, great neighborhoods, great culture within their companies is because they value people. They inspire them enough and empower them with the right resources and the environment that you're creating is good for us. Mm-hmm. It's positive and energy. Now, running a company is not always like all jazzy. Like it's tough. It's there's, work. There's this. There's a lot of work, and there's more 
weird days than there are normal days. <laughs> yeah. But like if there's transparency, if there's authenticity, if you're inspiring people, if the energy is positive, then you have the potential for there to be a recipe for success. And at the end of the day, even if the company completely bombs, if even if the product on its third iteration just doesn't work, you didn't waste the last five years of your life because it was also miserable. That's the biggest problem. People don't understand when you're starting a company, the products are easy. The services are easy. Yeah, it's strategy. And yeah, it's market fit. And yeah, you have to launch at the right time <laughs> with the right, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's about the people. Yeah. And we can't have dynamic things with people if, if people are ashamed. I love the essence of squandering shame like it's a damn disease because mm-hmm. it is. It kills yeah. us. It kills our soul. It, it, it debilitates us from being awesome. And there's no reason that anyone should ever be shamed for who they are, what they look like, who they love for any reason. You know what I mean? Unless yeah, they earn it. Like you can earn shame. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Anyway, that's my... Uh, that's my no, I, I love it. But- yeah, no, because it, it uh, and I'm I'm glad we're we're raising the dialogue on it because you know we we when you sit and fester in I mean I I equate shame to like mold and fungus you know like Perfect. like you know what I mean like it's, it's just that inflammatory and it's, yeah, it's just it nasty over and you can't breathe mm-hmm. yeah and the only way to squash it really is to get out of your head. And start vocalizing what's going on, even the pain points, right? Like even the environment to say, I feel like I F that up so hardcore. And then I immediately turn it into a, what did you learn from it? Like, what's the positive out of that? What do you want to take forward? Forgive yourself for whatever the heck happened back there, right? And let's move forward because it, it doesn't serve you to continue to relive something that doesn't fill you up, doesn't fuel you, doesn't get you into action towards what it is you want. And also I hold space. I try to hold space for women who show up this way where it's like, you know, let's just get it out, get it out of your system. So it doesn't fester, grow and take over your whole body. You know, like you look like you're walking around with algae on you, right? Like it's not, you know, because, and it just hinders the what's next. And so that is a a stressor and, and stress is a killer. And um, if people are fortunate enough to find a friend, a peer, a colleague, a constituent, a community member, a neighbor, I don't care who it is. The tough thing is, is people really get connected to the, the noise, the negative noise, that one or two voices that says, you got this, right? You belong, yeah. believe in yourself, blah, blah, blah. That's why I find myself like a lunatic running into rooms at our summits, so emotional, so passionate, so fueled, right? You've been at our summits. Yes. <laughs> you, you, uh, the folks listening and, or watching can, can go to our YouTube channel, Women Who Shut Up, or listen to our podcast. I bring so much, it's so much adrenaline for me because I know how high I want to bring that energy mm-hmm. because that's, where we literally are capable to walk across fire. And that's how we move through thresholds of building self-confidence. And only that is how we go, I can try this. I can try something else. I can continue to try things that scare the bejesus out of me 
And that psychologically, the human factor is extraordinary. That's how we build our self-confidence. And that's how we keep climbing. But we have to try little things. I mention this a lot at our base camps. You don't move your level of self-confidence by being here at the base of the mountain and thinking about the view. You move your level of confidence by taking the first step and the first 10 steps. And even if you're stumbling and maybe you have to turn around and try again in a new mountain, I don't care. But the movement, the action, the action is what matters. But being in the surrounding where you're empowered to think like that, especially for women, still today, 2018. Yeah. Hopefully you listen to this in, in 20 years from now and we're going to giggle. I hope yeah. it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. This would be two little ladies being like, oh my God, Kareem. Oh. You know what? You just gave me the visual of though, Lizelle. I am wearing your, your shirt today. So those who are viewing yes. see it, but it's like, you know, this woman climbing up a mountain with yes. the flag and, you know, you have your badass moment when you came up during the summit running <laughs> down the aisle with your flag. It was freaking brilliant. And I just literally had the visual of it's the person climbing because what you really create isn't just this individual climbing. What you have is like a team of people pushing that girl's ass up that mountain yes. too, right? Like, and yes. one at the top, uh, hold another group pulling them up, right? Like, that's the true image of the women who startup movement is all about and everything you're doing. But really, mm-hmm. it's it's that like it's that you know, it's the fact that you're not in it alone, and that when you're sore and you're achy and you're down and you need refreshment and you need hydration and you need that like boost. It is so awesome to plug into this group and also with you as the the leader of it, that leading energy of it, right? To, To feel that there is a net, you're not alone and leverage the heck out of it. Like go after, have those hard conversations, like go touch on those people that will, will, you know, breathe light into you, you know, like that will say, yeah, go for it. Why not try it? Like the best you can do is learn something. If that's, you know, that's the worst that can happen is you're going to learn something, not only about yourself, about the process, about how to move forward. Right. And it's just, it's brilliant. And, and of course, like, I know I could dialogue with you for days and I'm sure we will have many talks (laughs) as we go, but you know, as we close out today's call, I would love, because you just alluded to one of my favorite questions to ask, because it's 20 years from now, and you were to look back on this version of yourself, you know, what do you hope to be able to um, say to that version of yourself, but also hope to be, like, from where you are right now to where you're headed? Oh, I love this question. Um, (laughs) I've been thinking about that a lot. You know, our actions have consequence. and dare I be so bold to say that we're building a legacy here for a grassroots movement of and for women entrepreneurs. The best case scenario in 20 years from today, I respect myself. My integrity is still my number one core value and that I show even more love and kindness towards myself and I'm not so hard on myself. and. I'm a bit more patient. Um, (laughs) um, I think the drive merged with patience is a constant opportunity and challenge, but I would really like the person who I become 20 years from today 
just have had every opportunity to grow and learn, to be kind, to genuinely gain some real success from the world at large to truly bet on women entrepreneurs through this little thing that is growing like such a snowball effect. You know, I want it to be a success. I, I, I want it to be successful. I want it to become so much bigger than me. So 20 years from now, I want women who start up specifically to be this life force and this empowering kind of enterprise organization that is supporting entrepreneurs and innovation where I believe people have leverage. When you innovate, when you make, when you create, I believe that's how you find more opportunity. When you, when you have access to taking risks, building companies, being a job creator, etc. But you're asking personally, and hopefully I hinted at a few things, you know, I just want to be able to look back and see continuous growth. And hopefully I'm around in 20 years to see that growth. I have no doubt that I'll be at a similar pace, but not taking any of it for granted and also experience a tremendous, even more level of gratitude for betting on other people to be their best. Yeah, that's great. I, I, uh, I appreciate you sharing that personal vision with us. And the word that comes to mind for me is you're creating a ripple effect in a very unique environment uh, that is needed and the setting the foundation now. I can totally see you in 20 years to be like, oh yeah, that? Yeah, that I, I dropped a pin in that one. And, look, look how it exploded, right? And I go, and that company over there? Mm-hmm, yeah, she's one of ours. You know, like she's in our org. She's one of our advisors. Like it is going to be amazing to continue to watch your badass journey, but also love being a part of it and love how you help others initiate theirs. And and honestly, I just, it's been such a pleasure talking with you today. And, and I know people are only getting a piece of you. So if um, you want to tell them the best way to connect with you, like how, how do you like to be followed? <laughs> all, the, all those peeps out there. Yeah. But why don't you share that so that those who are um, in, in interested and definitely I know are going to want to connect with you, how should they find you? Yeah, thanks for having me, Karine. This was an absolute pleasure. Good luck with this amazing new <laughs> podcast and your book launch. And, and I'm really proud of you. I'm so lucky. I feel very fortunate to be connected to you and to learn from you um, and to have you a part of our community. For anyone who's interested to learn more about Women Who Startup, please visit womenwhostartup.com. That is our go-to online platform to be connected to all the dots of our kind of galaxy. We have Women Who Startup Radio. It's on iTunes and Stitch. Uh, Stitcher, um, as, as well as SoundCloud. But again, womenshirt.com points to our podcast, Women Sharp Radio. Our YouTube channel is growing and we want you to follow and subscribe there. Our monthly events are filmed and shared there for a global community to watch and engage with. So again, Women Sharp on YouTube or just go to womenshirt.com if you need to connect to our videos. To become a member, visit womenshirt.com. You can click on join now. Again, it's a hundred bucks a year. Come and become a part of this community. Um, It's all about learning and engaging and it's all about knowledge sharing. And it's all about a supportive ecosystem 
of women entrepreneurs, women in business, women in tech, and just overall leadership and learning and growing. So we want everyone who's listening to consider become a member, please come share your knowledge and come extract some knowledge from this, from this network and share it. Let's keep growing this. For me, it's all about the network effect. Um, join us and then invite five of your friends, peers, colleagues, um, leaders that you know in your life that will add value and extract value. I personally am extremely active on Twitter um, at Hayley um, at Women Who Startup is all things Women Who Startup. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. We are extremely active on all the platforms, YouTube, SoundCloud, etc. Me personally, Lazelle, at Hey Lazelle, both on Twitter and Instagram. If you're interested in getting to know me just as a person, um, I mostly share photos of Shugs, our dog, <laughs> and the simple pleasures in life of art and music, business, technology, um, and of course, this uh, mission in hand for uh, betting on women entrepreneurs a whole lot more. So at Hey Lazelle is me. At Women Who Startup is all of the Women Who Startup goods. WomenStartup.com is the best bet to learn all about our organization. And the foundation uh, page is pretty amazing. You can donate there if you feel uh, inclined. You can point people to donate there. And um, we hope that your listeners, Kareen, are as excited as we are about women being connected into opportunity in real time. That's what that's what we're all about. So That's beautiful. I... Uh, I personally love following you on all of it, um, but mainly connecting to and, and just continuing to share uh, everything that you're about. And I cannot wait to see the next few um, months and two years time with the foundation and what comes of that. So thanks again for joining me today, Lizelle. This has been an amazing conversation and um, we will definitely have a follow-up for sure. <laughs> thanks, Karine. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening.